0: Audio versions of the show are available on my website at podcast.robohara.com or through iTunes. Just search for Rando Rob. Thanks for watching or listening, and I hope you enjoy this vintage episode of Rando Rob. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rando Rob. This is the second time that I've done this because, uh, unfortunately, I had my microphone on mute, and so I've been talking to a (laughs) dead screen for the past five minutes so uh, I hope everybody is having uh, a good week so far hope everybody had a good weekend and a good week last week um, my wife went to California again for another round of surgeries on her legs. she has as I talked about last time these uh, growths that are growing in her leg and uh, the the surgeons that can do this are based in California to remove this and uh, it's it's um relieving a lot of pain in her legs because these growths can push on her joints on her knees and ankles and stuff so they're able to get that stuff out of there and um uh yeah it's it's um been a good deal she's she's had this pain for a long time and and they didn't really know what it was and finally they figured out what it was um so that part's been good so it was just my daughter and i here hanging at the house last week and um Uh, Over the weekend, I was able to get online and play games with the TeamSpeak Irregulars, which is a group of people that now meet regularly and chat through Discord. (laughs) So the name no longer really fits the group, but uh, Amigo Aaron from the Amigos introduced me to the TeamSpeak Irregulars, and you can find them uh, Saturday nights. It sounds like a plug. It's not really, but uh, Saturday nights at 630, and that's the Eastern time zone. And you could go to twitch.tv forward slash ARG Presents, and that's the channel that uh, the, the games stream on. And so it's a bunch of guys just like me who get on uh, Saturday night and get on and play Steam games, multiplayer games, and beat each other up and uh, shoot, shoot each other's tanks. And we play uh, Friday the 13th and some other stuff like that. So uh it, It's a fun time again, you can join that stream and you can watch us and interact with us and um, if you have the games that we're playing, you can come on in and join us and uh, have a good time so I, it feels weird for me to be inviting other people telling other people about that because it's not really my group it's it's um you know their group, but uh, they're very open uh and welcoming to to new people's people that want to play games and stuff like that and so uh, when I was on there. This weekend, we got to talking about um, one of my favorite old topics as a kid, which was uh, choose your own adventure books. I was a big fan of choose your own adventure books, and uh, I had, feels like I had dozens and dozens, even though right, you know, today I have of the original brand, uh, which I just call, uh, I, I call the brand choose your own adventure, but in general, I call those CYOA style books, any book. That was like that where you would read a page and jump to a different page and things like that. Um, but uh choose your own adventures, uh, the actual brand, I probably have a dozen or less of those. But for a long time I was interested in collecting um like third party CYOA books. I have um several uh Dungeons and Dragons. I think I have three of the paperbacks, three of the four. Um, of the original where it was a Choose Your Own Adventure D&D uh, branded book. And I have an Indiana Jones one. I have uh, a couple of different ones. I think I have a G.I. Joe one, which came out. So, um, you know, once Choose Your Own Adventure books, you know, you can't copyright the idea of a Choose Your Own Adventure style book. Twist a Plot was a very popular one because that was part of the uh, scholastic book club and so you couldn't get CYO or choose your own adventure brand books but you could get twist a plot ones so I got those. I had another one called Which Way Books when I was a kid, but um but what was really cool is whenever you got one that really mixed uh almost a crossover, two different things that you liked. You know, I mean if you think about like the Indiana Jones I loved Indiana Jones, I love choose your own adventure. And so uh, to get a book that would have what that would be both of those was was really cool. And this is one of those style books. This is a Zork brand, Choose Your Own Adventure. Now, I do not claim uh, to be an expert on Zork. Uh, I can tell you that Zork was um, originally a text adventure that was made to run on a mainframe. It was... um, made by uh, a bunch of guys that worked at MIT. And they had uh, there had been an earlier game uh, called Colossal Cave, which was based on uh, Mammoth Cave, a real cave. And Colossal Cave was a pretty simplistic text adventure. And this is uh, 1975. And Colossal Cave um, was kind of like a treasure hunt. You just went directions throughout the cave, north, south, east, west. You'd go, 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 and then you would find treasures, you know. But there wasn't a lot of um, uh, problem-solving, and there wasn't uh, puzzles, and uh, there wasn't a lot of, of in-depth descriptions. It's a pretty stripped-down game. Um, but it still it was still pretty cool, you know, to play at the time. And so these guys from MIT, these four guys, um got together and they were like we want to do that we want to take that game but make it better and so um they took it and um they expanded every part of it so they made the descriptions much more descriptive uh they improved the parser you know the parser on colossal cave was only two words like go west or you know get gold or whatever like that but um In Zork, you could kind of type sentences. You could, like, use this, use the sword on whoever, you know, things like that. Uh, So they really made the parser better. And um, I do remember that um, at, at MIT, any program that you wrote and put on the mainframe, the slang word for that was Zork. So any program that was not really... Um, you know, ready for prime time yet or anything. You just wanted to throw it on there and test it or whatever. That was called a Zork. And so they had called their game Zork. They were just referring to it as Zork. And when it was all done, uh, it, it was obviously kind of inspired by Dungeons and & Dragons. And so they called it Dungeon. And they received a uh, cease and desist from TSR who said you can't call your computer name Dungeon. It's too close to Dungeons and Dragons. And so they said, well, we'll just call it Zork because that was the nickname of the program all along. And so um, Zork was um, uh, wildly popular. The four guys that uh, wrote Zork basically founded Infocom, and that was where that started. And I had this interesting fact. Let me see if I can find it here uh, on this page real quick. Um. It said, um, Zork uh, was one of the few programs that over time sales went up instead of down. Uh, here we go. It says, uh, Zork won sales, surprised Infocom by rising and not falling over time. Many dealers sold the game as an essential accessory to those purchasing new computers. It was the best selling game of 1982 with 32,000 copies sold in just the first half of the year. Uh, But it had sold 100,000 copies by 1983, and it sold more than 150,000 copies in 1984, uh, which uh, it says in just 1984, it was 20% of Infocom sales. Uh, By 1986, it had sold a total of almost 400,000 copies. And then, um, you know, so, so Zork uh, was originally this giant game, and it got kind of split up into multiple games: Zork One, Zork Two, Zork Three. You know, but um, so Infocom really hadn't intended on on writing uh, the coattails of Zork. They had all these other games. They thought, well, now that we have this engine, you know, we can make other text adventures and things like that. But, um, uh but Zork just continued to be a money maker and so uh, there you know there was a time where they started uh marketing i guess uh you know Zork I mean they would keep going back to that There later there was beyond zork and other uh <clears throat> excuse me other zork games and uh, uh anyway eventually um one of the uh, guys uh Eric Mertzky came up with this and it says an Infocom book by S. Eric Muritsky. Zork, the Malefist, Malefistro quest. <clears throat> so you can see it right here. Again, um, it says a, uh, uh, you know, again, the, the, the brand, the original brand was choose your own adventure, right? And then there was a telltale book or a twist of plot. And they all gave that, uh, you couldn't say it was a choose-your-own-adventure because that was copyrighted. You had to come up with some other way to, to convey the fact that it was not a traditional lo- uh, novel. And this one says a What-Do-I-Do-Now book. <laughs> it says that right across the top. Uh, and this is number two in the series. This is the only one that I have. And on the back here it says Zork. A fabulous kingdom in which you decide what happens. With wizards, elves, cyclops, magic potions, snow monsters, and adventure on every page. And you decide the outcome. Based on the most popular computer game adventure of adventure and fantasy. Number two. The Malefestro Quest. Malefestro, a powerful wizard from a neighboring land, has imprisoned Sylvar, the rightful ruler. He demands... As ransom, half of the land and ten thousand slaves, only you can rescue Silvar and save the kingdom so uh, I like when a uh, book tells you right up front you know this is the uh uh this is what we're gonna do, and uh this is uh uh this is the goal so uh as you go through the the game here, I mean it's not really a game I mean it is an adventure. Uh, but like a lot of the other two own adventure type games, there's lots of, uh, artwork, you know, so you can see, uh, this is some dude with, it, it looks like a big, uh, I guess that's a morning star. It's not a mace, right? Um, <clears throat> and, um, uh, uh, it looks like on this page, the guy, uh, if you had chose this, it says, uh, down at the bottom, it says the thieves search by and Geronda removing the ring of Zork and taking all the weapons. What are you doing with them now, boss? Oh, just kill them. The end. And then at the bottom, it says, if you stop here, your score is two out of a possible ten points. But you probably deserve another chance. And then it tells you, if you want to try something else, it tells you to go back and, and make another choice. But I, this is kind of interesting because um, if you remember in, when you played uh, classic text adventures, uh, there was always a score. So you would start off a game and it would say, you know, you currently have a possible zero out of 100 points or something like that. And so it's interesting that this book, uh, you know, you actually there is a score depending on how far you get. There's some more pictures of uh, different adventures and, and uh, guys that are in here. So, uh, but yeah. I don't remember where I got this, to be honest with you. Uh, maybe I found it at a book sale or, or um, uh, a garage sale. It seems like something oddly specific that you would just run into at a garage sale. But uh, I know I didn't buy it new. In fact, uh, on the front page, it says property of Scott Lee. So Scott Lee may have been the person who purchased it new. Thank you, Scott, uh, for giving me your book or selling me your book. Uh, so I used to, when I would go to bookstores, I would, um, look for, uh, like go to kids area and look for choose your own adventure type books, but I've never found them in a traditional bookstore. Normally you, you would only find them, uh, maybe at garage sales and things like that. Now you find them on eBay and it's, if you can find them for a dollar or two each, that's a pretty good deal. And usually, what you find is a lot of books, uh, like a, a sales lot—not a lot of, but you'll find uh, ten books, and they'll be it'll be ten books for twenty-five dollars or something like that. Um, so they still have—they uh, definitely have value. If you have some, if you have some that you don't want, let me know, and I'll pay you the shipping. <laughs> you can send them to me, and I will add them to my collection of uh, Choose Your Own Adventure books. I, I love them. I will every now and then. Uh, I feel kind of dopey as a guy in his 40s reading through kids' books, you know, but I do uh, enjoy them. I remember um, reading them on the bus as a kid. I remember reading them during lunch sometimes. So so I definitely have a uh, um, a connection, you know, a nostalgia collection with the uh, uh, Choose Your Own Adventure books. And, again, like I said, any time that you found one where two worlds overlapped – Uh, That was even better. And so for for Zort, you know, as a kid, uh, when I was on the bus, you couldn't play computer games. Later, you could play Game Boy or something, I suppose, but it still wasn't what I wanted to play. I couldn't be at a keyboard. Uh, We were a long ways off from the days of laptops and things like that. So to be able to play something that reminded me or read something that reminded me of a computer game uh, when I couldn't be around a computer was pretty cool. So, anyway, this is, uh, like I said, the only uh, book from the Zork series that I have. I know they're they're made others. I'm going to see if it says here in the opening if it has a list of uh, other Zork books. Uh, This says, nope, this says, uh, watch for these What Do I Do Now books coming soon from Tor. And it has two listed, and this is one of them. (laughs) And the other one is The Cavern of Doom. So it says, watch for other books, including the one you're holding right now. So there must not have been very many at that time. But um, anyway, one random thing. uh, I just happened to pull out over the weekend uh, through a conversation, and I thought uh, being uh, computer people and and, uh, people who are into games and stuff, you might uh, uh, appreciate this too, so... Anyway, I uh, uh, love all you guys and and I appreciate all the the support and everything on, on uh, Patreon and, and for listening to the shows. I hope you're enjoying um, the Sprite Castle. I hope you're enjoying You Don't Know Flack. And um, I am still in a place where I am enjoying making them. So this will be a week for You Don't Know Flack. And I have two or three different topics uh, that are kind of I'm kind of juggling, and I'll have to decide uh, which one I want to go with. I haven't decided yet, but, uh, you'll know probably the day after I know (laughs) because the day I know I'll record it and the day afterwards you'll download it. So anyway, uh, thank you guys. And I will see y'all soon.